Hello, and welcome to our podcast, Dad Educates Daughter, on 80s music. We're still in series one, and we're now on episode 13. I'm Russell, and this is Rebecca. Hello, Rebecca. Hi, Dad. How are you this week? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. You? Yeah, not bad. Been a different week compared to last week. It has changed, even though it's like the same type of genre. There has been that difference. Yeah. Not not as disco-y this week. No, 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 definitely not. So it's opened my eyes to a bit more music, I think. Like, I think another type of genre. Yeah, it's more soul, I yeah, would say. Yeah, definitely. Majority of this week has been soul, I would say. Okay, so are we ready to find out what you thought of the bands that we gave you last week then? Yes, we are. Okay, so let's talk music. So last week I gave you... Imagination, mm-hmm. hot chocolate, yeah, Abba, oh yes, liquid gold, and the Commodores. You did indeed. It's quite funny because out of all of those that you gave me, I only recognised Abba, but then listening to them, yeah, it's weird. Well, I guess it happens every week where I don't recognise someone, and then I'm like, but actually, I know this song. But it's weird how many. Like, I think I've recognised at least one song from each of these groups this week. Uh huh. I'm like, oh, so it's just weird to hear it and actually put like watching the videos a face to the song or even a name. Yeah. So I suppose I could have given you Abba last week, which would have coincided with obviously just having Eurovision. Mm-hmm. However. I left them for this week just because I wanted to, I suppose, separate ABBA and the Bee Gees rather than have them on the same podcast. And I thought Bee Gees were better in last week's than they would have been this week's. Yeah, I definitely don't think ABBA would have fit in with last week as much as it has in this week. Yeah. Because like ABBA, well, you'll see what I've kind of thought something about ABBA. Okay. About the music that you've given me, but I think it definitely fits in more this week. Sure. Okay, well, let's go on to the first band then, which was Imagination. And if you want to go through what you thought of those. Do you want my favourite songs first, Dad? Sorry, sorry, yes. Um, How many number ones do you think there are? And your favourite songs from each? So number ones, I've gone with five this week. So not many, considering there's five groups. Yeah. But I think I'm playing it safe more. You are, because there was three. Oh, okay. Okay. And actually, only two for 1980s. Oh. You listened to a song on one of them from 1978. But I gave you it because it was a number one and it was just outside and that was sort of what propelled that group. Okay. So, yes, you've listened to two number ones from the 80s, but altogether you actually listened to three. Okay. I thought I was playing it safe. We just know that I'm not good at this guessing game. My favourite songs, so from Imagination, I went with Music and Lights, Hot Chocolate, I went with Tears on the Telephone, ABBA was Lay All Your Love on Me, Liquid Gold, Dance Yourself Dizzy, and Commodore's Night Shift. Okay, interesting. Is any of them the 70s song? No. I like it when I pick my favourites that are actually the 80s, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Imagination. Yes. What did you think of Imagination and their style, their music? So these, straight away, I knew that these weren't disco. These are very soulful to listen to. They're very chilled out, very mellow, 
like there's that tiny bit of upbeatness that we all know I like but it comes out more in the instrumentals like the background music rather than the actual song itself the songs itself aren't exactly get up and dancing so that's like when we say it's very different to last week these straight in are literally very different feel like these because they're so chilled out and mellow they're like the end of the night songs more than last week was get yourself up and dance these are okay it's time to chill out and end of the night let's go to bed now kind of thing um they are catchy lyrics though so as much as they are chilled out there is that bit of you know I, I was wanting to sing along I was wanting to like I was listening to the lyrics I was like yeah I was still drawn in they're just compared to last week these ones set the tone for this week and was like right okay this is where we're going down like I say they're very soulful yeah and they've got a very soothing voice I don't know who it is but there's one of them in there because I think I hear two different voices in there so I'm not sure how many people because when I watched the videos I thought it was a trio but I guess you'll explain that in a minute you're you're right with a trio trio it is oh it is a trio okay ah okay then so if there was like more who's Errol Kennedy Errol Kennedy's the drummer oh so he okay only because a couple of the songs so looking at midnight changes and body talk on Spotify, they're listed as Imagination featuring Errol Kennedy. Ah, well, I've got him down as the drummer. Ah, well, I don't know then. But at least you answered my question. But yeah, their dress sense, they're very showy. They've got their chests out. Yeah. They're very, they've still got the flares, so I'm guessing you have come from the 70s. Um, they're very entertaining. I watched a couple of videos on Top of the Pops. And, you know, they've got that. As much as their songs are very chilled out, like I said, they still know how to work an audience. So I quite like that about them. But yeah, it was they, they set the tone, I think, for what this week was. Okay. I'll be honest, I haven't got much on them. Okay. Mainly because they weren't, they weren't around for long. They were founded in 1981. So although they're 1981 and we, aren't, we haven't moved on yet, it's just that this is where they fitted in. So that's why they're in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, founded in 1981 in London. Oh, so they don't come from the 70s then? No, no, no. These are from the 80s. Oh, because they've got like the flare and the open yeah, things. No. But obviously they're on the back of, so they are, their music is classed as post-disco. So right. hence they were after the 70s, but they're more funk stroke soul. Mm-hmm. Come from off the back of disco, but they've obviously changed the music more for the soul stroke like kind of trying to like fitting in yeah. the way that the eighties are going to go with. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because that's obviously where they are. As I say, founded in nineteen eighty one, but they obviously base their music on what they'd heard. Because that's the 70s, all that they know. No one's really come about in the eighties yeah. yet. Yeah. 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 So they are Lee John, which is Lee with a treble E, not two E's. Triple. Triple E. Yeah. Okay. Never seen that. Lee. He was the vocals. Ashley Ingram was on bass, and then Errol Kennedy, as we've spoke about, on drums. I really want to know who the second singer I saw on Top of the Pops was then. There was definitely, unless like one of them has done a, like, you know, dabbled in a bit of vocals. Yeah. So their single, Body Talk, which was their first song that came out, that actually spent 18 weeks in the top 50. So that was the song that obviously um, propelled them. And Just an Illusion is from the film FX. 
Never which is a film that. about special effects, hence the title FX. Huh. Um, and that was from 1986. And I must say, no, I, it's not a film I know, but they had that song from that soundtrack. So they've got a jump, because if Just an Illusion is 1986, that's the third song that you sent me? Yeah, no, no, yeah, the, the film was 1986. Right. But the Just song. an Illusion was actually 1982. Oh, right, okay. The actual song. Oh. So, yeah. So, so um, the film obviously they, uh, asked them to use it. Yes, yeah. So they used the music, obviously, quite a bit after. Right, I'm with you. So they had five albums in the 1980s, and three of those were in the top ten. Oh, okay. So that's not bad going. No. And that's really all I've got on those, if I'm honest. <laughs> Do you know what? Like, these ones were when I realised, I was like, ah. Oh. Because I, I was like, oh, I've never heard of these. But Body Talk and In and Out of Love I'd actually heard of, which I was surprised about. Uh-huh. And you've not got much of them, so I don't know why I've heard them. Yeah. They don't sound like someone that you probably listen to no, no, either. Not, so I don't know where I've heard yeah. them from. You'd think out of all of them, just an illusion, not that, not that any of us have seen that film, but you'd think that would be the one that probably got their name out there for me to have heard of. Okay, well, I'll quickly go through my uh, my bingo calling. So to speak on their, <laughs> what call on their it now. Um, top 40 hits. Um, so as I say, Body Talk was their first one. That was in 1981 and that got to number four. Oh, okay. They came in quite high. Yeah. In 1981 also they had In and Out of Love, number 16. Mm-hmm. And that was followed also in 1981 by Flashback. Um, funny enough, that also got to number 16. Okay. But 1982, as I said, Just an Illusion. Yeah. That was their biggest hit. That got to number two. Oh, so that's that's not bad going. No. 1982 again, Music and Lights, probably on the back of then Just an Illusion. Mm. That got to number five. Okay, I'll take that. 1982, In the Heat of the Night, that peaked at 22. Ooh, okay. Uh, 1982, Changes, that only got to number 31. Uh, 1983, Looking at Midnight, that only got to number 29. And then 1984, Thank You, My Love, that got to number 22. So if you take away Body Talk, Just an Illusion and Music and Lights, they've not really got it. They're, you know, a couple in the top 20, but other than that, they're, they're outside the top 20. Mm. I take it these weren't ones that you listened to? No, no, no. no not, not a soul fan? No, no, definitely not. No, not my kind of music but I said that I'd educate you in 80s music so that means going through you know as you can see they were a band in the 80s they were from 1981 to 1984 so very much 80s so it's only right that we we talk about them yeah definitely. and like the rest on this week's this is where they they fitted in and in fact they're the ones that were more I suppose 80s they got along formed with in the Gold. 80s. both of those were you know from yeah most of the music was was the 80s right. well liquid gold didn't but their music was more was was 80s so yeah okay move on then to hot chocolate yeah again did these come from the 70s because again they've got flares so yeah these hot chocolate were actually formed in 1968 oh okay so they definitely came through the 70s. yeah okay. and they were formed in west Hempstead, london and they're a funk soul pop disco Okay, yeah. But again, I'd, I'd probably say the funk soul is 
probably what most of these are to be honest but um yeah they're also classes pop and disco much like yeah. imagination but i'd say they're similar to imagination in that, that respect yeah i'd say these are definitely similar these are the closest to this week i think like i said again they're very soulful they've got i don't know what they do to their voice and i remember watching i'm a celebrity and there was an opera singer on there and he was teaching someone how to sing opera and how you sing differently in opera whereas like singers like these they wave there or shake their voice more so it's more like a uh, kind of thing and I hear that in these they've got very shaky voices but I do like their voice but it was just very distinctive in the fact that they've got the change in note I guess in their vocals they've got very simple instrumentals so that was easy to get down with they didn't take over but there was a nice balance to it and for me, the later music that you sent me is more of their upbeat stuff. So as much as it's still a bit of soulful, I don't know, it just it hit with me a bit more. And I was like, I can get down with this. So my favourite tears on the telephone, that drew me in straight away. I was like, I like this. And I think that was the easiest picking favourite from this week because it got me straight away in a really catchy song. And I really enjoyed it. And then when I got to the end, I was like, oh, you sexy thing. Okay, I know that one. But wouldn't have had a clue that they sang it. And it's like, it was leading up to you sexy thing, like having like the more mellow chilled out then bringing it a bit more and then having that banger. And that was a good one. I want to say that's a number one, but I don't know. Um, that is one that I was, that I did put down as a number one, to be honest. But what again, one? what's that? What's you sexy thing. One? You sexy thing. Uh-huh. But only because... Number ones are hard for you to choose because it's like the ones that I know, I assume are number one for them to be me knowing them so well. But yeah, like that, as much as Tears on the Telephone is my favourite song, I think You Sexy Thing probably got with people a bit more, like hit a a bigger audience. Oh my God, do you know what was really funny in the video for Tears on the Telephone, actually? There was a guy pretending to play the drums on some bins. He weren't even hitting the bins. It was like he was going near the bin like playing the drum but not even touching it I was like that's hilarious but yeah their videos are very dramatic you know like it kind of tells the story and you could see their change in clothing they started off with the big flares and the 70s looking but then I watched Girl Crazy which I think is like mid of the ones that you gave me no, it's number three. Uh, oh, no, yeah, it's the beginning, actually. Beginning, yeah. No, it's number three. Oh, I don't know, but in Girl Crazy... No, other way around. Girl Crazy was a bit of flary, and by Tears on the Telephone, they were dressed a bit more casually and were, like, more block colour. They are all a bit, like, I don't know, a bit mismatched. Like, I don't know, they didn't all wear the same thing, which are quite like, but then it's also like, what route you going down here? And their videos gave an insight to what dancing was like in Girl Crazy I think it was they had like a whole routine in the street yeah it was all men in the street doing a dance routine I was like okay this is how people danced in the 80s it's a whole routine but yeah I think towards oh do you know what they also have they've got a bit of a jazz feel even though you've said what genres they were I feel like their instruments gave them a bit of a jazzy feeling but I've said that before when we were in rock how I said a bit of jazz so Hmm. They certainly weren't down as jazz and they had no um, trumpets, trombones, saxophone. Oh, okay. So, yeah. 
I'm just, I'm just not very good at this. No, no. You'll give me jazz one week, won't tell me. And I'll be like, oh, this is not jazz at all. <laughs> so Hot Chocolate Art, Errol Brown, he was a vocalist. Patrick Olive on bass. Larry Ferguson on keyboards. Tony Connor on drums. And Harry Hinsley on guitar. They were formed in 1968, as I say, in West Hampstead. And they disbanded in 1986. However, they were formed in 1988, but without Errol Brown or Larry Ferguson. And they brought in a Grant Evelyn as the vocalist, because Errol Brown was the main was the vocalist. Oh. Errol Brown was also the principal songwriter, so I don't know who would have written the songs from 1988, but there was no hits after 1984 anyway. So, yeah. Ah, okay. Errol Brown actually died from cancer in 2015, age 71 unfortunately and he was he was the main I mean you say Dr it was Errol Brown everyone knew who Errol Brown was not so much I wouldn't have a clue either if you'd said to me Errol Brown right, I'd probably okay. have to think of one and I'd go ah hot chocolate yeah. you know whereas any of the others didn't even know him yeah but I think that happens a lot with groups I think if you're the main singer like the vocalist and I mean I guess him being a principal songwriter also helps yeah, but yeah. I think when you think of a group if you've only got one singer, you tend to think of that singer for that oh, group. Right. You don't really know yeah. the names of anyone else, which I guess like nowadays there aren't many bands. There are more groups and everyone sings. So everyone has the same credibility kind of thing. But yeah, I'd get why you only think of Errol Brown because he'd probably be the only one that ever got spoken about with him being the vocalist. Yeah. Uh, they had three albums in the 1980s and they had four top tens. Top 10 albums. Or four singles. singles. Okay. They didn't either. Yeah, they, they have three, three albums. albums. Ignore yeah. me. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's not too bad. No number one albums, though. No, no, just three albums in the 80s. Oh, okay. They wouldn't have been the sort of music, I think, that would have got that sort of high charting album, I wouldn't have thought. I, I, I'll be honest, I didn't look. Oh, right, but okay. normally it, it shows up when they've got a number one album. So, yeah. 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 So, yeah. So if I go through then their hit parade of what you listen to. Bingo time. Yep. So 1980, no doubt about it. That got to number two. Oh, so they came in strong. Yeah, that was on the back. So I, you didn't listen to these. We did one of them. It was also re-released again in the 80s. Right. So in 1975, they also got to number two with... You sexy thing. Right. This makes sense now because when I was watching the videos, you sexy thing, I could only find on like as a live. I can't remember if it was Top of the Pops or not, but it was coming up in brackets saying 1975 or 76, whatever. And I was like, hang on a minute. That's at like the bottom of the list. That's the last song Dad sent me for these. So unless he's mixing it up and he's not giving me them in order anymore to throw me off scent, that, as far as I know, is an 80s song. So why on earth is this a 70s song? Like, what's going on? And I was like, is this even the right one? And I played it and I was like, this is the right one. What? But that makes sense now. So, yeah. Because I, I thought that you were going to start tricking me because you no. send them in order. Of well, when maybe they I were should released. now, actually. But, yeah. But, no. So, <laughs> 1975, You Sexy Thing got to number two. And in 1977, right. So You Win Again, which you never listened to, that nope. got to number one. So, they did oh. have a number one in the 70s, 1977. 
but you didn't listen to that so you still of, of what you listened to there was three number ones and that isn't the, right. the one that was outside seven so you never listened to it so yeah so then on the back of that i suppose then no doubt about it although it was like what three years later mm. that got to number two so people are like i guess people would assume it'd be the same type of thing yeah. but it's really not the same vibe of music like when you hear you sexy thing and no doubt about it they are like obviously i don't know what the other no, one i'll be honest like, i don't know what so you win again is going off of just you sexy thing compared to no doubt about it it's just funny though isn't it because we had you win again last week by the Bee Gees. yeah and then this one when i was just looking at their music and i saw that they did have a number one um so it's only right that we, we mention it and it was called so you win again yeah and that's weird actually isn't it they say that yeah 1980 are you getting enough of what makes you happy <laughs> Connor Dirt s- Randall was like why is that song title like a book <laughs> why is it so long <laughs> it's a long song dad <laughs> it is yeah it got to number 17 okay 1982 girl crazy mm. that got to number seven. Oh, okay so they're kind of up and down aren't they yeah 1982 it started with a kiss that got to number five so that was their biggest hit in the 80s oh no no doubt about it Oh, sorry, yeah, next that was number two, yes, yeah. <laughs> sorry. I was looking below it, but yeah. Uh, 1982, Chances, that only got to number 32. Oh, okay. So that's a big drop. Yeah. 1983, What Kind of Boy Are You Looking For? That got to number 10. Okay. Oh, wow, they're very up and down, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. So 1983, Tears on the Telephone, oh. your favourite song. Yeah. That was their worst hit. You're joking. Number 37. Oh, my goodness. That one literally drew me in so much. Like, to the it point where I was listening to it in my car. And, like, by draws me in, weren't, like, from the first beat. But, like, you get to the chorus, and that's when I think you've, you're either with the song or you're not. And I was at the chorus, and I was like, driving in my car. And I was like, oh, yeah, turn this up like this. And then re-listened to it again. I played it a couple of times. But, all right, then, you 80s, I don't know music that well, do you? 1984, I gave you my heart, didn't I? That got to number 13. Okay, wow. And then, in 1987, You Sexy Thing re-release mm-hmm. got to number 10. Oh, so that's the one that I thought would be a number one. So we still not had a number one yet. No. And I thought... Um, hot chocolate. When I said that I thought there was five, I put hot chocolate as having one. I didn't say imagination had any, I didn't think they would, but I thought hot chocolate would have one with you, sexy thing. But then I guess now I know that it's a re release. Yeah, so the original got to number two, yeah. but still, that, that wasn't their number one. Re releases don't tend to do that well, to be honest. Whenever we've had you go, they re-released it and it got to that. It never does any better. No. It's worse. Just goes further and further down the jail. And um, wait for this. In 1993, they re-released It Started With A Kiss. Okay. Where did that get to? Number 31. Where did it get to the first time? Um, number five. Yeah, see, it does worse. It does worse. However, I don't see the point. Go on. 19, You're going to bring one 19, that's better? 1997... They re-released for a third time. No, they didn't. You sexy thing. Did it do worse? Has it done worse than 10? Number six. 
Okay. So it's been a number two in the 70s, a number 10 in the 80s, and a number six in the late 90s. Yeah, that, then, maybe that's why I know that song so well. Oh, and my then, goodness, what now? In 1998, so a year later, for a third time... Oh, my goodness. ...they released It Started With A Kiss. Where did that one get? And this time it got to number 18. Okay. So their music, so the 90s, their, their better maybe. hits done better in the 90s than they did in yeah. the 80s. Maybe, you know, a bit of 90s. Yeah. Maybe that's where they're meant to be falling. Well, no, because it started with a kiss in the 80s. So it got to number five, didn't it? And then the re-release, which was actually early 90s. Oh, yeah, they did early got to 90s number 31. And then late yeah. 90s, it got to number 18. So, yeah, so they re-released two singles Why twice. do they bother? So, yeah, three times they released um, You Sexy Thing and it started with a kiss. <laughs> Mad. So That's I don't know the reasons why, whether it was a Greatest Hits album come out or obviously, yeah, as I say, they anything. reformed in 1988, didn't really, mm. obviously never hit off. But, you know, did they get back to Maybe they like re- I don't know, yeah. but it's hard, hard to know because doesn't have that info and I'm not a hot chocolate fan. So um, I can't tell you the, the backstory on it. Are you a fan of any of these this week? I'm guessing well, I'm ABBA, take ABBA. Obviously ABBA, but I'm not a fan of theirs. I like their music. I don't think I could listen to a whole album of theirs. It's just not my... But out of them all, that would be, yeah. But then you're not ABBA. really a disco-y person and out of all of these, ABBA's the most no. disco. So yes, yeah. like, you wouldn't get their album. It, I can see Yvonne getting it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. If I'm Stephanie, Abba fan. Yeah. Speaking of Abba. Speaking of Abba. Let's hit Abba. So do you want me to yeah, give so you, you, my... you obviously know you know Abba. You obviously because of the film, I suppose. But yeah, yeah. If you want to um... I think I knew them before, but I think the film threw them completely, like to the point where when I was re-listening to them this week, Connor's kids were around and Eve has seen Abba. She's only five and she was singing to the songs I was playing because she was going, this is on Mamma Mia. And it's like, yeah. Uh, so I think Abba is going to live on in generations to come because, you know, like I say, Eve was only five and she knows Abba because of the film. And obviously they've made a second film as well. So it's definitely kept them going, but not for everyone. Because I've got an opinion for you. Okay. Now, I said to you, I've got an opinion that might shock you this week. Yeah. It's not one of mine. It's one of Connor's. Connor does not like Abba at all. Hates him. Well, not hates him. You know, like, yeah. maybe hates him. Not a good word. But when I was listening to it, and he was in the room, he was going, I think Abba are the most overrated, overplayed ever. And I was like, yeah, but it's because of the film. You wouldn't hear them that much if they didn't do the film. So, yeah, Connor does not like ABBA. And I was like, I don't know if I can be again, to be honest. But I must say, saying about the film, the one song that I don't like of ABBA's now is The Winner Takes It All, only because the film, it's my least favourite scene in the film. And I just, that song, I can't listen to it without thinking of that scene and being like, this is the longest scene ever. Just carry on. And so now that song is like the longest song Ever. It's not. It's a normal length song. Mamma Mia has ruined that song for me, but it's not ruined any other songs, to be fair. But when I was listening, I can see the difference in the 80s and the 70s ABBA style, because the songs that you... Well, it weren't even when I was listening. It was after you sent me the list. I was looking at who like what ones I've got, and obviously I know a lot of them. To be fair, there was a few that I hadn't heard of before, though. But again, that goes on the back of they probably weren't in the film. So... 
as much as I would have probably known, you know, their massive disco songs without the film, some songs I probably only know because of the film, but there's some in this list I didn't know at all. But looking at the list when you sent it to me, I was like, ah, okay, these are their more love songs. They're not their disco upbeat. These songs this week aren't as dancey as what I would say the 70s are. No, and that's the change in music. Yeah, so straight away I could see that. And I think they've done very well with that transition to be able to carry on and have that type of music and still have people listening and still have songs that are like really good. I think they did that transition from the 70s to the 80s very well. They definitely went from disco to what I don't, what genre is this classed as? So it's hard to say. So obviously they're classed as disco overall because it's because of this music in the 70s Definitely. but they are also classed as pop disco but that, that's more from their music obviously before yeah glam rock oh i would ever really see them as glam no rock. and i can't think what what songs would be Nor can i pop rock but i don't see them as a rock, i can't as see them any as... kind of rock no and then electro pop and that's many for lay all your love on me which is my favorite ah uh, yeah yeah i can hear that now now you said that yeah yeah, but I don't see how they're rock, definitely. The only reason I ask is because obviously Hot Chocolate and Imagination have been soul, but ABBA don't fall down the soul route. As much no. as I say they fit in with This Week, it's more the mellow and the romanticised songs rather than the actual genre that they're in, because yeah. they're definitely not soul or a funk. No, 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 definitely not. As I say, they're more pop, dis- disco stroke pop. Yeah, yeah. You can still hear the disco in it with their, like, instrumentals in there, but it's not, you know, it's not your Waterloo and Honey Honey, is it? But, no, it was different to hear, listen to these ones this week, because usually if you put on ABBA, like, if I was to put on ABBA in the car and have a little sing-along to them, I'd put on, like, their greatest hits and it would bring out all sorts. It probably would have a few of these in there, but... It was weird just listening purely to these more mellowed out songs of theirs. And do you know what? I'll mention this. So I sent you a meme this week, didn't I, about their name? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did not know that ABBA stood for their names. No, so I've got that written down for you, that their name is an acronym of their... Is it their first name? First names? name, so yeah. their, their Christian names, yeah. So ABBA are Agneta Fultskog, Bjorn Ulvius... Benny Anderson and Annie Fried Lingstad. Now, I'm not Swedish, so they're probably all pronounced completely wrong. So then you've, so you've taken their first names or their Christian names, Agneta, Bjorn, Benny and Annie. A-double-B-A, and that's ABBA. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. I legit didn't know that. I thought ABBA was just a word that they put together. But then weirdly, when it showed up, I don't even know where I found a meme, but it was just weirdly it showed up this week. So I sent it to you and it was saying about how if you change the, I don't like Benny and Bjorn. So if their Steve name was Dave. Steve and Dave, they'd be known as Asta. Yeah. And then I was like, oh my God, is that why they're called ABBA? So yeah, I thought it was quite funny. But yeah, I really didn't know that's why they're called ABBA at all. So that was quite good to come out. And do you know what? Like what then watching the videos, you see who's singing. Now their voices to me are like iconic. You know straight away when you're listening to ABBA, then like you know, you know their voices. But then watching the videos, it's mostly the women that sing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That the focus is very much on them. So what do they yeah, do? So uh, I'll be honest, because I ne- always get muddled up which one's which. 
I was going to ask um, you who's the women and so right, when I you think, said those names. I think Benny is the pianist. Right. And Bjorn, I'm not sure whether he's guitar. I don't know what oh, he's so doing. They're the but they definitely, definitely, yeah, they're the musicians and they're the songwriters as well. Right, okay. 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 So they were yeah. formed in 1972. Right. And they split in 1982. Oh. So very much. So they didn't 80s. really go through the eighties, no, no, did they? No. And the way that, the reason that some of the music was different is, I don't know if you're aware of this. They were all married to each other, as in you had one couple and one couple. So Bjorn and Agneta, they were married before the band was even formed. Right, so they got okay. married in 1971. Right. And they were married until 1970 well they split in 1979 and by the time the divorce got went through it was 1980 right and they have two children as well and then benny and anafrid they got married in 1978 and they split in 1980 and then obviously the divorce went through in 1981 oh so they didn't last that long did no. they? but some of the music is based on or two of the songs are based on what they were obviously going through at the time which you listen to. I was going to say is thank you for the music at the end of their like time together because it's like thanking each other. You know what I mean? Like, well, actually, no, that, no. Thank you for the music was actually on a 1977 album. Right. And then when they hadn't released it, it was just like a, obviously, a, I suppose, an album filler. Yeah. I suppose a bit like we were talking about with Human League and um, Human. Don't You Want Me? And oh, yeah, that's it. Don't You Want Me? Not. Out and, yeah, yeah. So this was obviously on the album, never got released. And then obviously when it came to the end, they released it. Whether it's oh. them or the record record producers yeah. to get a bit more money, I suppose, and what have you. But yeah, that, that was released at the end. It was literally their last hit, but it was actually a song or single from their album in 1977. Right. So yeah. Interesting. However, the winner takes it all was about the ending of the relationship. Yeah. So I suppose like going through the divorce, you know, you get this, you get that, and you go to court, whatever, and the winner takes it all, I suppose, is what that's about. Yeah. And then one of us is about divorce. So one of us is crying, one of us is... I watched the video for that, and that makes sense now, because in the video you've got one of them just moving in by themselves, unpacking boxes, that makes sense now as well. Yeah. Yeah. So that's about the divorce. I was going to say also their videos tell a story. And their yeah. videos are all very similar. Like, they all start off the same way. And then when it gets to the chorus, they're like a black background. And it's just them kind of thing. Mostly the women, you don't really see the men. But yeah, like, always got a close-up or, like, portraits, like, down to their shoulders kind of thing. And even though they went from... But now you've said that they didn't last long into the 80s, because I thought they still looked very 70s. But if they didn't last that long into the 80s, they hadn't made that transition into the 80s properly yet. Because they still had their perm and the men had their long hair. They just looked looked 70s more than 80s. Yeah. So they were a bit different to the Bee Gees. The Bee Gees, obviously, both of them were big in the 70s. Mm -hmm. ABBA on the back of the Eurovision Song Contest. Bee Gees... I suppose, on the back of Saturday Night Fever, although they were around before then, but that's what made them big. And then ABBA obviously stumbled, I suppose, is the best way of putting it, into the 80s. They still released music. Obviously, they're going through divorces as well. So let's say they stumbled and then obviously decided, I suppose, 
because of relationships as well. I can't imagine what it was like. They then split. Whereas the Bee Gees, they released a song in the 1980, if I remember, but then they didn't release You Win Again until 1987. So they took a time to transist into what they saw were the 80s. Yeah. Whereas ABBA, I think, done it quite well. Because I suppose when I'm saying about Electro, even Under Attack is, was Electro-y. But yeah, so um, they obviously have got bigger, I suppose, now that they've finished through the film Mamma Mia. Definitely. Which actually is on the back of a musical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which Bjorn and Benny were involved in. Wow. Did you know that one of them is in the film, playing the piano? Yes, yeah. I think it's uh I think it's Benny. But yeah, you're right, it's the one that plays the piano. And I think he's like the the main one behind our bow and that hat. Right, okay. So a bit about them then that you may or may not already know anyway. So regarding obviously, as I say, both sets were married, but their personal lives suffered with the increase in the group's popularity. And I suppose that was reflected then in the relationship changes. And then as I say, as the group's music, obviously they I suppose Bjorn and Benny, as the principal songwriters, wrote about things that were around at the time or what they saw. Mm. And hence, obviously, when they were going through their own personal thing, the the writing of The Winner Takes It All and One of Us is the same. They are one of the best-selling music artists of all time. That doesn't surprise me. And they are fourth in the UK behind The Beatles, Elvis Presley and Cliff Richard. Yeah, yeah, I'm with that. That makes sense. Mamma Mia was one of the most successful ever musicals and the highest grossing film in the UK in 2008. Is that how old the film is? Yeah. I'm going to go to the cinema to see it. They had, wait for this, eight consecutive number one albums. They're going to have the three number ones, aren't they? Two of which were in the 80s. Wow. So yeah, so even though they weren't big in the 80s, their, num- their albums still got to number one. But I guess it's because their fans followed them through, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, They had nine UK number ones, two of which were in the 80s. I knew it would be them. I put, when I said that there was five at the beginning, I put that ABBA would have two slash three of them. So they've got the two number ones. Yeah. I wonder what they are. I want to say lay all your love on me. Oh, I don't know, you know. I know I put two slash three, but I didn't think about which ones. Because looking at the list now, it's like Super Trooper could be one. One of us could be one. Under Attack. I want to say strongly Under Attack could be one. And I'm going to go with lay all your love on me. Okay. Awards-wise, so they were big, obviously, in Germany. They may well have, because I think I'm pretty sure, like, Aha, who are Scandinavian, they're big in Germany as well. So whether that's the language side of it as well, I don't know whether they speak German in Sweden, Norway, but I know Aha are big in Germany. Sweden are obviously big in Germany because they won something called the Bravo Otto Award. So Bravo is a German teen magazine. So I suppose the equivalent of Smash Hits was over here. And they won an award at the Bravo Otto Awards every year between 1974 and 1982. Oh, wow. So, yeah, they were a big hit, weren't they? Yeah, I didn't write all the awards down, but they won a Bravo Otto every year from 1974, literally until 1982. So, yeah, they were big over that. Yeah, and that was based on readers' polls. So when you say, when I'm saying that that's like the equivalent of Smash Hit, so a teen magazine, the people reading it in 1974 would have been different to those reading it come 1982. Yeah, because of age. Yeah. Mm. 
They're inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I really don't get that. So, yeah, and that was in 2010. So it just shows you what Rock and Roll... It's mad. ...spectrum is, you know, because, yeah, I don't see ABBA as Rock no. and Roll. I really don't. I don't. I can't even think of a song of theirs that it really wouldn't be considered as rock and roll. But yeah. Bjorn and Benny not only composed Mamma Mia, but they also wrote the musical Chess. Never heard that. No, I've heard of it, but I couldn't tell you much about it. Mm. And they're on the Grammy Hall of Fame, well, Grammy Recording Hall of Fame for Dancing Queen. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. Which was in 2015. Oh, so they're still getting things recently. Yeah, but that that's probably on the back of the movie as well, obviously. Yeah, I suppose probably. that would have definitely reignited people who didn't yeah. obviously know them as well. Well, yeah, look, Ethan listened to it. Are they all still alive? Yeah, yeah. Because they were very young in the videos, so I'm guessing... Yeah. Well, looking when Mamma Mia was released in 2018, it did look a bit like he was getting on, the one that played the piano. I wonder why not all of them made a little cameo in it. I wonder why just him... Because he was the main one behind the musical and that, and I suppose mm. he probably um, worked alongside had, it probably. because he's the writer as well. He'd have had the rights. He was, a, I suppose, whichever one it is. I've got a feeling it's Benny, but I, I'd say he had the. Um, he was probably the principal songwriter. I know Bjorn did as well, but he was probably the principal. Oh, okay. But he put, put more in. If I've got them the right way round. So rather than me, I haven't written down because I thought it's only right as it's ABBA just to show you how big they are is I will go through their whole catalogue which isn't as big as you might think Mm. so they've only had 26 releases in the UK okay however all of them got in the top 40 that don't surprise me so 25 of them was between 1974 and 1983 and then they had one re-release in 1992 so they've had 25 songs Right, okay. And then I think it was Dancing Queen, actually. Yeah, it was released in 19, re-released in 1992. Okay. So they've had 19 of those, so 25 songs, 19 got to the top 10. I'm not surprised. It's ABBA. And I'm nine of them, it. as I've already said, were number one. And two of them were the 80s. Yes. So we're starting off in 1974. With their, obviously, so funnily enough, on the back of Eurovision a couple of weeks ago, Eurovision is where they made their name. Yeah. They won it in 1974 with Waterloo. Ah. And that got to number one. Yeah. that Yeah. Well, it would, wouldn't it? Because I mean, back then, yeah. Eurovision was a lot bigger than it is now. Like, I didn't watch yeah, it yeah. when it was on a couple of weeks ago. I, didn't. Usually, I used to, but not now. Ring, ring. That does not ring a bell. No. Well, that only got to number 32. And then in 1975, I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. That only got to number 38. Okay. So you can imagine what was probably people were thinking is, well, hang on, they've had this, they've obviously on the back of the um, Eurovision, had a number one, now they've released two things, gone nowhere. Yeah. However, 1975 outcome SOS. Oh, yes. And that got to number six. Oh, okay, so they've brought them back. 1975, they also released Mamma Mia. Uh-huh. And that was their third, oh, sorry, second after Waterloo, number one. Okay, so that was the one out of, like, obviously their first number one was only for the Eurovision. Yeah. Then 1976 again, Fernando. Uh-huh. That got to number one. 
Okay. Yeah, they're coming. 1976, Dancing Queen. Yeah. Number one. Yeah. 1976, Money, Money, Money. Number three. Oh. 1977, Knowing Me, Knowing You. Yeah. Number one. Okay. I wonder why Money, Money, Money was it. 1977 again, Name of the Game. Number one. Okay. 1978, Take a Chance on Me. Number one. Yeah. 1978, Summer Night City. Yeah. Number five. Okay. Then again, I don't think that one is as big. Like, that's not one that I can pick up straight away. 1979, Chicka Cheetah. Yeah. Number two. Oh, okay. 1979, Does Your Mother Know? Uh. Number four. You can see all of their, like, I'd say, like, top fives. They're the ones that have appeared in Mamma Mia. Because not all of these have. 1979 had a double A side. So Angel Eyes and Voulez Vu. Mm-hmm. That got to number three. Okay. 1979 again, Gimme, Gimme, Gimme. Yeah. That got to number three. Uh-huh. 1979, I Have a Dream. Opening. Number two. Ooh, Okay. So now we're going into the 1980s. Right, okay. So this is what I've listened to. Okay, now. so these are the ones that you listen to. So the winner takes it all. Mm-hmm. Number one. Oh, that's not one that I would have said. It's because it's my least so favourite song. mind what they were going through. Yeah, So remember true. what that's about, what they're going through. Yeah. That got to number one. 1980, Super Trooper. Number one. You know, with that one, that in the film, is made a lot more upbeat than what I've sang it. Uh-huh. That was always my favourite song of theirs. And I suppose that's because that's the one from the 80s that I knew. And it's usually yeah. on the 80s compilations of their affairs is on there. Yeah, so Super Trooper, funny like that one. In that, it's the only one in Mamma Mia that they've changed, I think. Because when you listen to it in Mamma Mia, they've made it a bit more upbeat. So when I saw it here... Obviously, I just assume what I'm going to expect because I've seen Mamma Mia, but then I listened to it and I was like, oh, this isn't how it's been sung in Mamma Mia. So the one, the version that in Mamma Mia that Mel Streep sang is more upbeat than this, the one that they've, that Abba actually sung. Uh, but that's the only one that they've changed out of all of the songs. That's the only one. But they're the two number ones, aren't they? I didn't really react to that being. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're the two number ones. So yeah. Not what I thought. No. So. The one you thought, Lay All Your Love On Me, which was released in 1981, that only got to number seven. I say only, it's still in the top ten, but it didn't make the yeah. top five. No. Now, we're obviously going into where I suppose relationships are strained, as we've already said. Mm. So we've got 1981 again, One of Us, which got to number three. Oh, OK. So that's after the divorce or when they're going through the divorces. Yeah. Or definitely one, one, one set's definitely already divorced. They were 1980. The other ones were 1981. Yeah, so, through it. And this, this is actually December. So this is end of the year. I would say they probably both lots are divorced now. So you can imagine, I mean, obviously it was Acrimus, I suppose, and there's kids involved with one of them, children involved. But it still can't be easy going to a studio, singing a song, especially what your ex-husband's yeah. written about, is about the breakup anyway. You know, and it's one of us is crying, or you know, how the lyrics go. Yeah, I wonder whether they had discussions like well, you were the one crying. That was yeah. one. And the winner this. takes it all, as I say, even though that was a bit funny. earlier. But that had yeah. been more with the other couple. So now the songs are after one of us. The songs are obviously going to be under, I suppose, bit bit different circumstances. 
to what I suppose we're in the seventies. Yeah. So we got Head Over Heels in nineteen eighty two, number twenty five. Mm. We got The Day Before You Came, nineteen eighty two, number thirty two. Oh. We've got Under Attack also in nineteen eighty two, which was their electronic, real electronic based song, number twenty six. Thank you for the music, 1983, which obviously was the end, I suppose. Thank you for the music, number 33. Oh. So you can see how once they've obviously gone through the transition in their personal lives, I suppose that the quality of music, or it could have been, it might not have been the music, it might have just been the 80s as it is as at the time anyway. Mm-hmm. But you can see how they're, they're, they've gone from all these number ones, number twos, suddenly they're getting 25, 32, 26. You know, and then I was to say, thank you for the music, 33. Mm. And then in 1992, I suppose on the back of, well, no, it wouldn't have even been on the back of the film, actually, because we said that was 2008. But it might yeah. have been on the back of the musical. I don't know when the musical came out. They re-released Dancing Queen, and that got to number 16. Oh, OK, so it didn't do too bad. They no. got num- to number one the first time, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. But it was in the top 40, which is quite something when you consider that was from over a decade of music. And their music still stands the test of time now. Yeah, well, yeah, because now they've had the second, not going to lie, like, I think I've watched the second film once, maybe twice, so I don't even know what music, I can't, like, at the top of my head, I can't think about what music they used in the second film. Uh-huh. I just know shares in it. But, yeah, like, to then produce a second film, which still uses their music, like, they didn't stop that. It's not gone down any other route using anyone else's. So they've, And that only came out, what, a few years ago, the second one? So they're still making the money, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. That's for sure. I'd say so. And like I say, like Connor's five-year-old daughter knows some of the songs that I was playing from this week. So it's the, they are going down the generations for sure. Oh, okay. Right. So that is, that's Abba now out of the way on our podcast. Yeah. Quite sad. I enjoyed my little bit of Abba this week. Yeah. Well, and it was, I suppose it was a bit different because one, they weren't hits or the majority of the 80 songs, as I said, or half of them weren't hits. And the music would have been different to what you would have obviously known. Yeah, well, like I say, it went, like, obviously, these aren't their disco ones. And now you've explained that they were going through divorces and stuff. It makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Okay. On to liquid gold, then. Yeah. So these, I was just like, okay, never heard of you before. You sent me the songs. There's only three? Three songs, yes. Three, yeah. There's only three. I can tell you about four, because there was one I'll talk about a bit more. Funny enough, to do with Eurovision. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, so these, these were the most upbeat ones from this week. These were the most that you could probably link to disco. These ones, I wanted to dance with these. It got me a bit more feeling of what last week was like. Um, They're catchy. And weirdly... I recognise all three songs, but not like to the point where I know them, know them. They just sound familiar. Like, I'm like, okay, heard you, don't know where, don't know why, but you're familiar. Yeah, so these ones are the only ones that think tie with last week with the more disco-y. But yeah, like there's, to be honest, there's not much to say about them because it's just three songs. They're quite similar songs, upbeat. Couldn't find any videos for them, only them on top of the pops. So I watched that, and not going to lie, I didn't expect them to look like that. Don't know why I didn't expect there to be a woman. Didn't really hear a woman. But then when I was watching them, I was like, oh, no, you do sound like a woman. I don't really know. Yeah. But she she's just very wide eyes when she's singing and staring at the camera. And they're just 
block colours. There's not much to go by. She's got a perm. They seem like they have fun. They, you know, but I did enjoy listening to them. Yeah, there's only three to be fair. I liked all three songs, which is weird because not usually you don't usually give me something where I like all of them. But yeah, so are these disco then? So they are classed as disco pop. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, I, I suppose a bit like ABBA. Yeah, yeah, but then ABBA pop. in the eighties weren't as upbeat as these. No, no. I'll be honest, I haven't got a lot about them. So they were formed in 1977 in Brackley, Northampton. So Northamptonshire. Right, okay. They are Ellie Hope on vocals. Yeah. Ray Knott on bass. Wally Eddie Roth, so he's known as Eddie, on the drums. Sid Trinum on guitar. Adrian Baker on guitar and Miffy Smith on keyboards stroke synthesizer. Okay. You don't really hear a synthesizer in, the, in any of these ones. No, no. Ray and Ellie formed the group after meeting during an audition for another group, Babe Ruth, a group that released four albums between 1972 and 1975. So I, I don't think they got into that, but they then obviously formed Liquid Gold. Right. The single Don't Panic which only reached number 42 in the charts, so you didn't... Right, that's why I've not listened to it. I could have given you it, but I didn't know about this until obviously doing my research on them anyway. And obviously at the time, I didn't give you any songs outside the top 40. Yeah. Um, So yeah, their single Don't Panic was entered for Song for Europe, which is to pick, or was, back in them, I think we still do a... I don't know how we do it now, but it was to pick UK's entry for Eurovision. So it's like a song contest in England. Then you pick your song to go into the... Eurovision. And they had Don't Panic. So were they uh, in the Eurovision? No, I'll just better come they to that. Outbeaten. But it was beaten by Bucks Fizz. Who's Bucks Fizz? Right, okay. That's all I'm going to say for now on that then. Okay, so Don't Panic. They entered it for Eurovision through the Song for Europe to be England's or UK's entry. And it was beaten in the show by Bucks Fizz. And then Don't Panic was obviously released and got to number 42. Yeah. Okay. Bucks Fizz we'll talk about a bit later on. It's not that far because we're, I think, think they're 1981. Yeah, it must be because Don't Panic's 1981. So we will talk about them in a bit further in the future. But if you don't know about Bucks Fizz, that's one for you to look forward to. Okay. Okay. So Liquid Gold then. So for three songs, they only had one album in the 1980s. They only lasted from 80 to 81. Oh, okay. So they were very short-lived. One album. So I guess all their hits were on that one album. However, they did have two top tens. Well, out of the three that I've been given. From what you listened to. So out of the three you listened to, they had Hang two on, did I put tens. these down? No, I didn't put these down as any number ones. So I didn't think that they were that big. Okay. So 1980, Dance Yourself Dizzy got to number two. Oh, okay. That was my favourite as well. 1980 Substitute got to number eight. Ooh, okay, that do you know what they're the two that I like the most out of these? And in 1980, The Night, The Wine, and The Roses that only got to number 32. Oh, okay, you know, I still okay. recognize that one though. Oh, I'd, yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't know any of them. Um, and then as I say, 1981 Don't Panic, number 42, but was put forward for Eurovision. Yeah, like I said, well, no, when I say recognize. Um, it's they sound familiar. I don't know why. Don't ask me why because it's like this week I'm guessing 
is not up your street at all. No, no. If I was you listen to this on the way to work, I think, especially as in the ABBA songs that were around in the, you know, outside of the early ones, so Super Trooper, Lay All You Love and Me, yeah. the rest of it wasn't even ABBA, was it? Let's be honest, it's not, not groundbreaking. It's music. not what you know, is it? It's not no. when you think of ABBA no. like me. No. Or like, and that you know, shows the... In, the, in the chart placings that they yeah. were in. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Moving on into our last group, Commodores. Yes. I have got stuff to say, Dad. Okay. I've got, right, I'm going to just go straight into it. So, yeah. I put it on the cart, well, got to it, and three times a lady was playing. And I was like, okay. Now, I'm not very good. As we know, I'm not good at naming songs to do with artists. But there are f- a few, like I say, like what ABBA, if you said ABBA, name me a few songs, I can. Right? So, three times a lady. I was in my car, I was listening to it, and I think I got to work halfway through the song. So, I got to work and I was like, I'm sure that's a Lionel Richie song. I'm sure Lionel Richie sings that song. And then so I looked at the songs that that were there and I was like, yeah, okay. And then Easy's on there. So I quickly started playing it. And I was like, that's also a Lionel Richie song. And because I'm not that good, I did double check on Spotify. I typed in three times a lady and Commodore's and Lionel Richie came up. I was like, oh, look at me. I know. And I was like, right, okay. But I'm sure, now I'm not good, I know I'm not good at this, but I'm sure Lionel Richie comes from the 80s. So I want to know, you need to explain how these are linked to Lionel Richie. But let me carry on. Because of the two songs, right, I know that they've sung them, but not only has he sung them, it sounds like him. And then I watched the videos. I'm pretty sure I saw him. So now you need it. Was he in the Commodores? And why did he then sing these two songs? Now I don't I don't know if he then I don't know if he took Wonderland and Night Shift as well. I don't know, but I definitely know Three Times Lady and Easy are sung by Lionel Richie. So what happened? Why is he then taking these? Like it threw me right off. I was like, what is going on? Has Connor even turned around and went? Are you sure it's Lionel Richie that we've been listening to with Three Times a Lady and it's not just the Commodores that you've been listening to this whole time? We're getting it wrong. I was like, no, because I've looked it up on Spotify and he definitely sings Three Times a Lady. So then obviously we watched the videos and I was like, Connor, that is him. That's him. And Connor went, no, that's not, that's not him. I was like, that definitely looks like Lionel Richie. And then Connor looked it up. He didn't tell. I was like, you're not telling me anything, no, but Connor said I found some account. So I'm guessing Connor knows that Lionel Richie was in Commodores, but I'm there like, don't tell me. But I'm piecing it all together and I'm guessing he's in there. But yeah, you need to explain to me what's gone on there because, yeah. Okay. So the Commodores were formed in 1968. Oh, okay. In Alabama, the in the US. Right. And they are known as a funk, soul, R&B, pop group. I wouldn't say pop, personally, but definitely funk, soul, R&B. Okay. So probably like the others, more soul, yeah? Yeah. So the Commodores were William King on the trumpet, guitar and keyboards, Mm -hmm. Lionel Richie on vocals. Right. Thomas McClary on lead guitar. Milan Williams on keyboards, Ronald LaPrade on bass guitar, and Walter Orange on drums. Right, okay, so... So Lionel Richie started out in the Commodores. 
Now, Three Times a Lady is your number one from the 1970s. Ah, that's a 70s song. So that was 1978. But the reason I gave you it is because I thought then you might know it. And their other songs weren't, although, as you say, easy, probably weren't as well known. But Three Times a Lady is what they're known for. And that got to number one in 1978. Okay. I wrote down that these had one number one. And in my head, it was Three Times a Lady. So I guessed right, but obviously I didn't know that one was 80s. No, no, you wouldn't have known, no. They all attended Tuskegee, Tuskegee University in Alabama. So they're all from Alabama. Right. And they picked the name by opening a dictionary. No way. Yeah, and as King has since said, they could have been called the Komodos. <laughs> so Lionel Richie left in 1982. Right. So I am right in saying that he is an 80s person as a so soloist. He probably he sings Three Times a Lady and Easy as they were pre 1980s. Right. Did he write them or anything? And that's what I was, and I'm guessing that he would have had rights to them, right. otherwise he wouldn't be allowed. Yeah. So, yeah. I didn't look into the background of who wrote what, to be honest, because obviously Lionel Richard left when some of the others were about. So I didn't even look into that. But I didn't know he still sang. So hang on. Is he in the group when Wonderland Night Shift and Easier out? So Easy is the reason I've got that and I've got you to listen to it because they had a re-release of Easy in the 1980s. It was actually the original got to number nine in 1977. Right. So that's how he's so hence with he's Easy. Because to be fair, I didn't watch the video for Easy. I only watched two videos for these. That was Three Times Lady and Night Shift. And I watched yeah. Three Times a Lady and I saw him in there. Yeah. And then I didn't see him in Night Shift. Yeah, no, really he left. Because he obviously left. I didn't know, but that makes sense now. So because Three Times Lady was before we left, he's in there and that's why I've seen him in there. Yeah. Night Shift is the one that I like and probably I equate with the Commodores. And that is after Lionel. So Lionel, which he was a soloist by that time, with right. Dancing on the Ceiling and all the other oh, stuff yeah. that he had. Oh, yeah. So Night Shift yep. definitely wasn't his. So I'd be surprised if he would sing that anywhere else. Yeah. But obviously, Three yeah. Times a Lady and Easy, if you're saying he still sings them, I guess he has got well, that's why I a songwriter in those as well, which probably as a vocalist, you'd probably say you'd have had a bit of a say in what was if even if he wasn't the principal songwriter yeah so yeah so he left in 1982 thomas mcclary left in 1983 so there are two of their main well definitely with lionel richie two of their main people leave before night shift even came out so lionel richie left um in 1982 and also their manager benjamin ashburn died of a heart attack at the age of 54 in 1982 so they lost their vocalist and their manager Oh. I don't know which way round, but they lost them both in 1982. And then, as I say, they lost also Thomas McClary, who was lead guitar. They lost him as well. Wow. In 1983. So in 1986, they won a Grammy for Best R&B Performance with Night Shift. Okay. And in 1995, the Alabama Music Hall of Fame, which includes Nat King Cole... Percy Sledge, Tammy Wynette, The Temptations, and most lately, Lionel Richie himself, they were inducted into the Hall of Fame. Okay. And in 2003, they were inducted into the Vocal Group Hall of Fame, wherever that is, but yeah. Okay. They had six albums 
in the 1980s. Six, and then you only had... When you consider they yeah. didn't have... Yeah, and that, exactly, and they didn't have many hits, and they had one top ten hit. Nice. Yeah. Do you know what? Their songs are quite romanticised as well, aren't they? Yeah, I think. which I suppose is the R&B side of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Also, these, I don't want to offend anyone, but I'm like, they're like a sing-along karaoke feel. Like, you could, not okay, not karaoke's more like get up there and have a great time, but they're definitely sing-along. Uh. Like, they're definitely a Sunday, like, I mean, Easy's got the word Sunday morning in it, but they are definitely like sing-along on your Sunday. Forget the karaoke bit, but they're sing-along on a Sunday, nice chilled out while you're with a cup of tea, just unwind. They've got a nice feel to them. And when I was watching the videos, I feel like these guys were very cool. They just seemed chill and... I suppose Lionel Richie can come across like that, though. Yeah. Whether that's yeah. the Alabama side or just that sound of the world, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so not many songs, really. So 1978, oh. Three Times a Lady got to number one yeah but that's i say not many songs they probably had a i mean they formed in 1968 they probably got a catalogue but yeah they might have some but obviously three times the ladies the main and i guess it also depends when they made it in the uk as well doesn't it yeah which i'm guess oh i don't know what discography is like before but as i say 1978 was their main one with three times lady number one and then we go into the 1980s yeah obviously easy was in 1977 that got to number nine so it's still top 10 yeah so 1980 Wonderland, that only got to number 40. Oh, so that's literally just Yeah. 1985 Night Shift, that got to number three. Oh, nice. And then 1988 Easy, the re-release, got to number 15. Oh, see, they do worse. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. It was weird listening to them and be like, am I listening to like Witchy? Am I doing this right? <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Do we know why he left? I guess to be a soloist, I suppose. Like most, oh, right. I get, like, yeah. With most groups, they yeah they go off. Same with like Adam and the Ants. Adam Ant went off and yeah, done his own bit, and others have done the same that we've we've spoken about since. Yeah, so, just curious. Yeah. Okay. Hit or missing moment of truth. Yeah, we've done well this week. Oh, good. Have you got any inklings? I would have probably said. Four out of the five. Okay. I would have probably said a no for liquid gold and imagination would have been on the fence, but I think it would have done enough. Oh, all right. So imagination was actually a miss. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm not surprised totally. Yeah. Only only because they're just, they are, ch- like, I wouldn't skip them. Like, now, I was thinking about this when I was doing the hits and misses this week. Now it's getting more into into the 80s. I mean, we're still on 80, 81, but they're getting more sing-along, upbeat, more up my street. It's harder for me to say whether they're a hit or miss because I listen to everything, but it's more I've got to really think, would I listen to just these? And I don't think I could do a whole album of imagination, but I wouldn't skip it. So they are a miss, but yeah, they're not that, like, they're not bad. It's not like I despise them like I have with other misses in the past. Hot Chocolate was a hit. Really enjoyed that. Which I was surprised about. I don't know why. I just assumed they'd be weird to be called Hot Chocolate, but yeah. But they're, they're a hit. ABBA obviously a hit, but then it was different to hear the 80s by itself and being like, oh right, okay, so this isn't what you would primarily think of, but I still really enjoy those songs. 
Liquid Gold was actually a hit. Wow. I really enjoyed those three songs. I think it's because they were more disco-y. So, you know, they just got me. But then, you know, you, you don't know those three songs, yeah, but I don't know what the others would sound like. But I would definitely, if they were all like that, I would definitely listen to Liquid Gold. And Commodores was a hit, which surprised me because I was like, mm, is this something that I would listen to? And it's like, yeah, actually, I would if I was just having a chill out with a, like I say, on a Sunday with a cup of tea, I'd put them on. Yeah. And plus I recognised them. So it made it a bit more easier because I was like, well, definitely because out of these four songs, two of them I listened to again anyway. Yeah. So you're right with four out of five, but yeah. Liquid the Gold. Ones. I suppose Liquid Gold's a bit like the Vapors. They didn't have many hits. Mm. I mean, they only had one album. Yeah. You know, but obviously um, they'd done enough for, um, for you with the music they had. Yeah, and I think weirdly, like I said, they do sound familiar. And I'm like, I don't know why. Like, I didn't know the lyrics. They just sound familiar. So I think that got me into them a bit more as well. Because I was like, yeah, I like you. So yeah, four out of five. Right. Okay, well, obviously now comes the moment where I have to give you something to listen to. And obviously you've just admitted you didn't listen to, uh, you didn't watch Eurovision a couple of weeks ago when it was on. No, I saw clips, but not. Yeah, well, the winners were, funny enough, for rock and rock, well, real rock, not even rock and rock, rock. It was Italy, weren't it? Yeah, yeah, so probably probably class as hard rock. Oh, so no, Dad. But, so, and unfortunately, we've got three, well, we've got, we got four weeks four? of rock. Four heavy. weeks. Of heavy. I'm about to explain. So we got four weeks of... You're about yeah. to just ruin my no, day. We've got four weeks of rock. However, I am conscious it's someone's birthday coming up yes and um they'll be listening to this in the lead up on my birthday. birthday so i thought i'd give the birthday person a chance to pick themselves oh now i can't get away from the fact it's going to be rock okay. but i'll explain you've got soft rock uh you've got hard rock uh and you've got heavy metal no we're doing soft rock for first time you are not throwing me in the deep end now it was meant to be heavy metal because we got two lots of them and we haven't touched heavy metal yet right and it gets them out of the way because even though some of them are late 80s it, obviously i've got to group them all together yeah yeah yeah. so that you'd have had two weeks solid of it but then i suppose a bit like me with this you know a bit like disco we've had two weeks of it and that's it mm. it's the same with with the, the heavy metal yeah soft rock you would have to explain soft rock one of the groups in soft rock would be queen they were doing that first but before you said queen i was gonna say do soft rock because that's probably a good thing going from this week to that and then do your two heavy metal in the middle and then do the hard rock. well i'm not that nice can i disown you <laughs> i'm gonna let you choose right but the way i'm gonna do it is i'm gonna give you six groups two from the soft rock two from the hard rock or rock we're gonna say and two from the heavy metal Right. I just want you to give me one group that you want to listen to. Yeah. And that will be the one that you, that would be the, the subgroup that, you know, the, the, the genre that you listen to. Okay. Right. So okay. I'm not going to make it oh easy and God. just say, okay, we'll give you, I can't, I can't make it that easy. I'm sorry. Um, you've got to listen to it eventually. The Queen's not going to so be in this the, list, is it? Unfortunately, Queen isn't going to be one of the sorts of groups that I will be giving you. Give me ones that I'm not necessarily going to know. I will give you them in no particular order. And you've just got to decide or try and work out what's a, a heavy metal group and a hard rock and a soft rock. 
Okay. Yeah. So no particular order. Twisted Sister. Okay. Toto. Yeah. Now Toto must be, you know, I mean that's okay. that was a dog, wasn't it? In um in Wizard of Oz. That that you know. Don't be talking about it to because don't carry on listing. Carry on listing. Don't be talking about it. A C D C. I've heard of them, we're not listening to them. White Snake. Right. Kiss. Heard of them too. We're not doing that. And XTC, ecstasy, XTC, it's the letters, XTC. I know KISS and ACDC, I've heard of them, and I feel like they're, I don't feel like they're heavy metal, but I feel like they're hard rock. Who's going to suffer? Who's going to give me Queen? So you've got Twisted Sister, White Snake, Toto, and Ecstasy, XTC, XTC. Let's go with White Snake. You're going with White Snake? Yeah. Okay. If you'd gone with XTC or Toto, you'd be listening to Queen. Okay. See, it's because you said something. Why do you have to throw me off? I was giving you, I was letting you know that no heavy metal band's going to call themselves after a dog, surely. You know, I was helping you. If you'd given me Kiss or Twisted Sister. Yeah. You'd be listening to heavy metal. Yeah. You've gone for hard rock with the ACDC and at least it's not heavy metal. At least it's not heavy metal. So I'm sorry to do that to you. It's all right. But you had you had your chance. Well, not really. Also, what that means is because we're going rock, we'd have to go, we'd probably go rock, heavy metal, and then soft. soft Okay. Well, we're ending on a high. It'll be fine. So Next week, then the groups that you will be listening to are White Snake, yeah, ACDC, uh huh, Meatloaf, heard of them, Foreigner, REO Speedwagon, <laughs> okay, and Journey, okay. So, six groups, so not a lot of songs from each, obviously, hence you've got six groups, yeah. So, yeah, so it could have been worse. You could have had Motorhead, Saxon, Anthrax, Metallica, Motley Crue. You know, it could have been much worse. Could have been better, obviously, but... Are these all formed in the 80s? We'll not skip them if they're the 70s. No, 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 they're all 80s. They're all 80s. Yeah, but I mean, were they formed in the 80s? Are they truly 80s? I don't know about looking into them, but their hits were 80s. Okay. So they're who you've got next week. All right. Okay, so you've got, you got Queen to look forward to in what, three weeks' time. I'm going in with an open mind. It's all right. Okay. It'll be fine. Good. I've done a bit of rock before. Yeah. I just don't do rock. So no. it's like, and it's okay, hard rock I could probably do, but it's a heavy metal. The heavy metal, I think, I might just cry on my way to work. I'm going to warn everyone come next, um, next week when we're recording again and you're giving me it. I'm going to go to work on the Monday and say, by the way, actually, no, I'm going to tell them this week. By the way, next week, and the week after, if I'm in horrible moods getting to work, it's because I've had to listen to heavy metal. Yeah. So I think they're going to be the worst for me. Yeah. But I, we'll I, see if we get any hits. That's what will be interesting. Yeah. Is whether I like any. Yeah. Because it's like, I don't listen. Like, yes, I've heard of ACDC. Yes, I've heard of, um, I can't remember who else you said, but Meatloaf. But I've not listened to no. any. I think I've only heard of ACDC because mum's husband, he listens. This is his music. Uh-huh. But I've not heard it, uh-huh. so 
we, we could be surprised and I could like okay. it. We'll find out. Yeah. Okay. Well, on that bombshell, mm. I will say goodbye. Yeah. You I will, will send over you the songs that you'll be listening to. Yeah. And um, we will discuss it next week. Yes, we shall. Yes. <laughs> find that okay. if I'm in a good mood. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. All right. Then. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye, Dad. See you next week. Bye.